What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is the first episode of the Hockey Show under the full contact uh, umbrella of shows. I'm hoping you're enjoying the content that Nick, Sharif, and I are trying to put out there. We're working hard. Um, a little clarification. If you haven't heard me on the regular show, I am going to just do this for the time being. Um, I trust that Nick and Sharif will handle this show as well as they can. I fully trust those guys. And if you haven't listened to their fantasy football one, also Nick is super passionate about fantasy football. But anyways, we're talking hockey now and the Vegas Golden Knights just shut out the Vancouver Canucks again. And I saw a crazy stat that now Robert Leonard has won four games against the Vancouver Canucks and all four of them are shutouts. So how about that? Um, a little bit about me right now. Um, first, I want to get into the fact that if you've heard me before, I am a Flyers fan. I'm a four for four in Philadelphia. And this was probably the most frustrating day I've ever had since the five nothing loss to Montreal. Today, I mean, it's 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 1230 at night and I'm and I'm still mad. The game's been over for like three four hours now and i still can't get over what i just saw the flyers are not a true number one seed i just i gotta get my venting out right now this is terrible what they're doing they look lackluster they look slow they mishandle the puck you know i used to have a coach who used to tell me it's not a hand grenade and these guys are treating it like it's a hand grenade like it's bouncing off their stick it's going all over the place so they need to get it sorted out now, but to me right now, they look like they're that mediocre team that was going to meddle like right in the middle of the of the pack. They're not a true number one seed. I think they they overachieved in the round robin, and now it's kind of everything's kind of coming to the head. Everything could you know everything is coming up. The problems are coming up. The the defensemen are throwing the puck all over the place. The forwards are not skating hard enough, and they're not getting into the good areas. It's like the first period is amazing. The first periods of the past, past two games have been great. They get up on a 3 nothing lead. They get up on one nothing, and they, they find the weak points in the Islanders, which is in front of the net. they got to play a big, heavy game in front of the net, and then they just get away from it. Unreal. I just I can't get over what's happening with the Flyers right now. So anyway, that's, that's my little spiel about it. Um, so let's go through what the series are as of right now. So right now the Knights just went up two to one on the series. The Islanders just went two to one in the series. Boston's in trouble. They are the Tampa Bay Lightning have a stranglehold on that on that series right now as they won three to one earlier. So they have a three to one lead in the series. And I think Boston may steal game five. Game what is it? Game five. Because you know I can count, but I think they're I think they're pretty much done. Um, I, I and a lot of people saw the issues that Boston was having in the qualifying round. Um, they didn't look good at all. And then um, Rask leaves early in the Carolina series, but that's a team that Boston needs to beat, whether they're performing well or not. So no surprise that they came in as and Halak is an experienced goalie and he's still skilled. And he's doing all he can, but Tampa Bay it seems like it's too much for Boston right now. Their speed just dominated them. They lost seven to they, they beat 
they beat the Bruins seven to one in game game. Hold on, game three, and uh, today it just more of the same, more of Tampa based pressure. I mean, they went up three nothing, and kind of a mercy power play goal for Boston, but that's about it. So I don't expect Boston to get too much further. They may still game five because they want to have some pride, but this game's over at least at the most six. So, and then I think Dallas is still having a two one lead on Aval on the Avalanche, and it's more of the surprising series to me. Actually, I'm not surprised the Flyers are lackluster in the playoffs because they look terrible against Montreal. But how good Colorado is. They can't be blowing leads like that in the third period. They just they just can't. <laughs> I mean, how many times are they going to blow a lead in the third period to Dallas? So we'll get a little more into that maybe at another day. Maybe we'll talk about it when we when things more get get more sorted out. But um, we're we're a day removed after having a two day boycott uh, in the NHL for social reform, which uh, good on the players. At first, I was a little wishy-washy about it, but I understand they need to make a huge statement right now. So we'll get that one out of the way. Um, so far, Vegas is, is, the, is the class of the NHL. And I've said it before. I've said it to people before the playoffs started. The way that Vegas moves the puck and the way that they're physical – and the way that their goalie's been playing, even though they they weren't sure whose goalie was, to me it was a clear choice that it had to be Robin Leonard. Flurry is aging, but he had a lackluster year for his standards. So I mean, there's no surprise that they needed they need to keep going with Leonard in this series. So I mean, it's clear as day. And the, and if they want to beat. Vancouver, it just seems like Robin Leonard has their number. He's got the two wins in the series, and they're both shutouts. And it's like and it's not that it's not from a lack of shots. He's taking a ton of he's taking a ton of rubber. But he's he looks like he's ready to go. He's absolutely all in for this. And Flurry, you know, uh, he might be a little bit on the on the psychological end of the whole thing because he had the issue with his his uh, agent sending out the picture. So now he has to defend himself with that. Also, he has a lot of pressure to maybe return to the finals. I don't know. Uh, he kind of choked it away last year, but I mean, not their fault. I mean, who gets a five minute penalty and then gives up four goals? You know, it's just I expect a lot out of the Vegas Knights. So. If they want to keep going, I think they have to keep starting Leonard. It's good to have Fleury in your back pocket, but I don't know what's going on right now. But, uh, I mean, five goals against Vancouver. And then tonight, Robin Leonard shuts him out. It's it's clear. It's so clear. You have to start him. And, and in the contrast, I, I, I mean, what does Vancouver have to do anymore? They have to tap into what they did last night which is you can't keep up with the Knights moving the puck. You just you don't want to get into a track meet with these guys. So Vancouver showed a lot of guts and a lot of physicality against uh, the Blues, and they have to continue playing the physical game. 
they have to continue to play the physical game against the Knights because if you're going to get into a track meet with this, you're going to get burnt by guys like Mark Stone and Alex Tuck. And these guys are going to get behind your defense, just like Alex Tuck did tonight. And he's going to he's gonna score on you guys all day. It's just going to happen. So they need to slow their game down as fast as much as they can. They need to be bit, they need to be physical in front, and they need to play big boy hockey like they did against St. Louis. Now that kind of game doesn't really fall into somebody like Elias Peterson's game, who they really are going to require him to have uh, primary scoring. But it's just how it's going to have to be because now I'm watching the replay of it, and look how behind Tuck gets behind the defenseman, and they just chuck the puck there. Yep. Tucks it top shelf over the glove. It was just and what a pickup for for the Knights. I mean, who could have seen Alex Tuck being that good? I mean, he was always going to be a high prospect when they when they picked him up. Uh, I think it was part of one of their uh, lot, uh, not the lottery, uh, the expansion draft, one of their little pieces. But I mean, this guy's unreal. And he's had some serious jump in this playoffs. So that's what the that's what the Canucks have to do. They need to slow the game down. They need to not get on the they need to not commit penalties. And they have to just really play big boy hockey in front of that. All right. And let's move on to I haven't seen much of the Dallas and Avalanche series, but I have seen parts of it. And um Whatever, whatever zone Nathan McKinnon in, is in, he needs to keep that going. I mean, how many shots are you going to fire off? You know, this guy is good. They need they need to support this guy. I mean, it can't just be Nathan McKinnon out there trying to trying to bury them with shots. They need uh, Rontanen, not Rontanen, uh, Russell. You know what? I'm so bad with some of these names. And I'm talking like a mile a minute. I'm just I'm nervous with the first podcast by myself. <laughs> so forgive me if I'm making any mistakes like that. But I mean, the Avalanche, I think if the Avalanche can tighten it up towards the end of the game, obviously, and they keep then they keep bearing the stars with shots, then they're they will have a great chance in game four and in the series moving forward as well. Cause I think Dallas was kind of, I don't know. I, I think the momentum is switching to the avalanche. Um, and they gave, and even though Colorado gave up the lead in the third period again, the fact that they can come back and have that fortitude to move forward and, you know, get the game back tied and then they win again. Uh, so I think it's starting to shift and I think it's not that we're going to see a worse Dallas team. We're going to see a better avalanche team step up and make plays happen uh, because they can only, I mean, <laughs> the defense does need to step up though. The defense really needs to step up and shut this game down at the end of the period. So that for me, that's what Dallas has to do. But let me get into the meat and potatoes of my 
little spiel here. I'm not going to keep you guys too long because I don't want to bore your ear off because it's only me here. So, and I'm not, I'm not going to be biased in terms of giving flyers any kind of praise, but we have to, I have to talk about what, whatever's happened with the flyers right now. They are. And if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I am relentless against the Flyers. I, because they're my favorite team, I guess I see more of the mistakes now. I see these guys, uh, they have a great game plan when they just, they don't try to, they need to stop trying to set up the breakout like it draws up on the board. It needs to be, this is playoff hockey now. So a lot of the things that you drop on the board kind of go out the window. Um, in terms of when you get in the offensive zone or how you break it out, it's more of a dire situation. It's more of do what you can to get it out of the zone. Get it out of the defensive zone. Get it out. So what they do is they try to make these pretty plays or they try to pass it state to state. When really, if you see the first periods that they're playing, a lot of the times they're just chopping the puck up in the air and and letting uh, backing up the defense. That way they can generate some kind of speed. They don't have a ton. So it's just it's becoming routine where they have it seems like they have it figured out in the first period and then they get and they score a goal. They go up one and then they go, well, I guess we're done. I guess we're I guess we've done what we needed to do. The killer instinct in this team that there's zero. There's zero killer instinct in this team. If they find a weakness in the Islanders or even in Montreal where they start off hot, where they start off rattling off shot at shot, shot shot goal, whatever, they don't go back to what they were doing before. They go back to what they did before they hit their hot streak in in February. So, I mean, to say right now the Flyers are playing any kind of any kind of well any kind of positive notions to me is just the only positive thing that you can say is they start off well. And Carter Hart is really good. I mean, we we're giving him absolutely no help. I mean, the turnovers in the defensive zone, Jesus Christ. It's it's almost as if we're just saying, here, take it. It's yours. Unreal. Absolutely unreal. And I'm watching one of the replays. Matt Martin's goal, the first goal that the other scored, it just horrendous. And, and, the, and you know, they they're soft on the puck. The Flyers are soft on the puck. And then what happens is you get two of the defensemen collapsed underneath the net, behind the net, and then the, the slot is wide open. The Flyers need to take a page out of the Islanders book. The, the Islanders have five guys in the slot. So there's no inside shots. So if you see if you see the replays of the game, at the end of the game, the Flyers had a six on four. Because they pulled their goal and they were down two goals at the end of the game. I mean, where were the shots taken? The 
I mean, the bad angle shots, they were, I mean, not even close. They weren't even challenging him. And then finally, when a rebound squirts out into like the lower bottom half of the circle, Matt Niskin takes it and backs it up. Like, where's the where's the instinct here? Where are these guys like where they have this this switch in their mind where it's like, okay, we gotta we gotta stick to what we were doing. We gotta stick to people in front of the net. We gotta stick to playing ugly hockey. It's it's becoming too much of this fancy back and forth stuff, and the Islanders are going to sweep that away real quick. You're not fooling anybody. You're not fooling anybody at all. Absolutely unreal. Man, I'm just so mad. And it's not and it's not anything amazing that I think the Islanders are doing. I really just think it's the Flyers just shooting themselves in the foot. I'm not I'm not amazed by anything that the Islanders are doing. <sighs> I know. I know. I get so mad about this game. Ugh. Sometimes it makes it hard for people to watch it with me, so I tend to watch it on my own. <laughs> <sighs> Man. My dog thinks I'm crazy. Oh well. All right. Well, um, I'm looking forward to games to tomorrow for tomorrow. So tomorrow we have the Flyers going for at least trying to tie the series, and and I and Dallas is playing. Let me see what time Dallas is playing tomorrow. Get the uh, pulled up on the Google. What? TBD? Oh, today, six o'clock. Six o'clock for Dallas and Colorado. Computer slow. So I'm going to leave you guys with this. Um, as this is probably the longest I've ever talked in my entire life without stopping. What are your what are your thoughts on the presentation of the NA of the NHL's bubble? Uh, I had said it before in one of our previous full contact podcasts, like the main show, where I thought that they did an excellent job presenting the ice. Um, the sound of the 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 can sound of the crowd I could uh, uh, do without, but I'm one of those people who is a purist, so. I can get, I can get away with like listening to the noise of the game, the boards, the puck, the skates, the stick tapping, things like that. But I understand people need to listen to it. It kind of feels a kind of emptiness that they have when they're watching the game. So I understand that, but I think the screens are pretty cool. Um, I, it, it looks great. The presentation looks great. I, I think the NHL is doing everything they possibly can to make sure that nobody goes crazy in the bubble. I think we all tend to get, it's probably setting in soon. Uh, the cabin fever, you can only spend so much time with the same people over and over and over again without any like outside interactions. So, I mean, what teams, I mean, what teams seem to have thrived in the bubble? What's me. It's gotta be Vegas. 
they they coming into um the bubble were i think third in the league in points third in the in their conference in points i apologize and now it looks like they can't be stopped and you know what they had a hiccup last night but you're not going to win all the games and we've seen them and we've seen them struggle sometimes against chicago but other than that they move the puck so well and their forecheck is 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 potent it's good <laughs> i mean the 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 way that they use their speed to get through the neutral zone is is incredible and I th- they're still probably one of my picks to win the cup. Um, at first, I was hopeful that the Flyers would win the cup, but it doesn't seem like they are making any t- strides towards that. So if you were to ask me right now, my pick would be Vegas because they move the puck so well. They're physical. They now have added um, veteran leadership in Pacioretty and Mark Stone. And these guys who are just, it seems like a wrecking crew right now. And Ryan Reeves, you may think he's become some fourth line bruiser, but he's got some, he's got some hidden skills on him. It's hard to tell, but he's got some hands on him. And, you know, I think this team is built for multiple playoff runs, multiple playoff runs. And, I think that they are just starting to tap into how good that they can actually be. Um, If I were to pick somebody from the East right now, it would probably have to be Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Tampa Bay is playing with an edge, and they're playing with some serious momentum right now. Uh, The physicality, I know everybody likes to make fun of the lightning being physical, but they are, they do have a physical side to them. Now adding Bogosian was a good, was a good pick. Uh, was a good pickup for them. Uh, he adds some kind of, he adds some kind of, uh, uh, attitude to the team where they might not have had it before. And on top of that, uh, surprisingly this, they're playing this well without Stamkos. So now you got this team without Stamkos, who we, you know, I mean, you kind of shrug him off a little bit, but you forget how good that Kucherov is. Uh, Braden Point's putting on a show for everybody. Paul Lott's been in this league for a few years, so he's kind of getting towards the veteran start age. And uh, we've seen him dismantle Boston. Dismantle them. Uh, I mean, it was an incredible thing to watch. So right now, my Stanley Cup predictions would be Vegas and Tampa Bay with Vegas winning because they just Tampa Bay is like adopting physicality. Vegas is physicality and the and the West has always been so brutal in terms of the hitting that sometimes when they got to the Stanley Cup Finals, they kind of just beat each other up. But I don't think that's going to happen here. I think Vegas is going to be in and out on, Va- on Vancouver. And, I mean, with Dallas and Colorado struggling with each other, it's just, to me, it seems like Vegas is going to take it this year. But who knows? That might change. 
But that's just how I see it right now. Uh, Vegas is the class of the league. So I apologize if this ended up not being as great as I thought. Um, but I am new to this. So I hope you enjoyed my little 25-minute spiel about everything. Um, again, continue to support the podcast as much as you can. Uh, likes, follows on all our social media platforms. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Full Contact Pod. And we're also on Facebook. And um, we're working on trying to see if we want to create different um, social media uh, accounts for the different shows. So that way we can properly communicate the information that we would like to communicate to you guys. So continue to follow the podcast. Give us a listen. I promise I'll clean it up. It was probably pretty brutal this week. But... This is the longest I've ever talked without stopping. So I hope you enjoyed the show and I will close you out. All right. Thank you for listening, guys. All right. Bye.